Hey guys, thank you so much for coming to hang out on the Facebook page today. I have a really awesome guest. Uh, Jody Utter is uh, the founder of the blog, utterimperfection.com. She is all over Facebook because her words are very powerful and um, very raw and real. And I'm so glad to have her here to talk about some really, some really deep stuff. Jody, thank you for letting me. I pestered you into doing this. I was pretty much cyber stalking you. Let's just go ahead and say that. But thank you. How it went down. It was a group effort. And um, you're helping me conquer fear today. And so I appreciate that so much. Well, I love it. And uh, so we were talking before this and, you know, trying to figure out, I always like in these interviews to kind of figure out a hook and a way for people to understand who it is that they're going to see when they tune into these interviews. And the work that the pieces that you have shared the most center around something very personal and difficult that you went through, Jody. And I want to kind of, I want to start at the beginning with you because you experienced something that a lot of women and frankly, a lot of men too, but we're ladies. So we're going to take it from a lady's perspective, um, go through. Um, you, you jumped off your writing career from the point of an affair. You're after how your husband's infidelity pretty much became public. So take us right back to the beginning and how you got to writing as your sort of catharsis. Okay. Wow. How much time do we have? Not as much as you need, girl. <laughs> I'm a writer and not a speaker because I can um, wrap it up in a tighter ball when I write. Um, so I've been married for 23 years. Uh, a little over two years ago, my husband told me he had had an affair three years before that. So 17 years into our 20-year marriage, he had had an affair with a coworker. Um, it was short-lived over pretty quickly, and he regretted it immensely and decided to recommit to our family. And um, it's one of the reasons he didn't tell me, because he thought I would leave. Um, and his affair was discovered in the workplace and um, very maliciously fed to our local media. And so our whole story, his infidelity at work, became public right as I was learning about it, uh, because he had no choice but to tell me at that time. So it was on Facebook, it was on um, our television news and the newspaper, on the radio for weeks, and then weeks after that. And um, really, really, really difficult to deal with um, him breaking that news to me at all. And then um, doubly difficult in the, to deal with it in the public eye. And triply difficult, if those are words. Um, he left his job because of it. So it was a sudden and abrupt ending to a 20-year career in law enforcement, an exemplary career. Um, he was an amazing police officer and administrator. Um, but because of what went down in the workplace, that ended um, and we lost 60% of our household income, just like that. So we had a lot to deal with all at once. Um, and about a year into the recovery process, I just got stuck. I felt like I had made it as far as I could make it and I, I wasn't progressing. And at that point, um, a book whisperer, a good friend of mine, a former co-worker, put a book in my hands and she said, you need to read this book. She didn't tell me what it was about, but I just said, okay, <laughs> just as you do with a book whisperer. It was Love Warrior by Glennon Doyle. And she told her story um, of infidelity in her marriage and what happened as a result. And something, even though our stories weren't the same, they didn't twin exactly, something in her story spoke directly um, to me about mine. And I literally got up out of the chair I was sitting in and I started to write. And what that was, um, was a memoir. And I just went back to my beginning childhood, got up to present day. And then I just stopped. It just wasn't, um, I wasn't going to progress from there at that point. I got stuck in that, but I wanted to keep writing. And I, I, I've always known I could write and people have always told me I should write. 
it's just not something I ever pursued. Um, and I don't really have a reason why I just didn't, but I wanted to keep writing. And at that time, um, I had also discovered the minimalists and I don't know if anybody recognizes their name, but I, um, Joshua Fields, Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus, two guys living the high life, these six figure careers, um, have made it, you know, according to American standards of making it and, they were miserable. They were divorcing their lives. They were gaining weight. They were depressed. They just were spinning out in these careers they thought they wanted that were killing them instead of serving them. And they um, founded the minimalists. And so I was watching their documentaries and reading their books and um, just really appreciating that minimalist lifestyle that they're um, teaching people about. And it hit at right at that time, we lost 60% of our income. Mm-hmm. So it was a blessing to discover them. And one of the things that they do now is they write um, and they talk you through how to write, how to build a blog. And so I just got on their website and built my own blog and uh, went from there. I have to, so the title of one of your most shared articles, and this is on herviewfromhome.com, is why I chose to stay after my husband was unfaithful. It's gotten so much play online because like I said, people have been there. And Jody, I give you so much credit for coming out and acknowledging, even if it was a bit forced, given the way that it was, um, like you said, covered in the media, which really had no choice in that matter. But I, I give you a lot of credit for owning that because I think as women, we we put a lot of the shame and embarrassment on ourselves. And that doesn't need to be the case all the time. And by you putting this out there, I'm sure that you instantaneously made a group of thousands, if not millions of women feel a little bit, a little bit better about things that they've experienced as well. Well, I hope so. I knew immediately, and I cannot explain this. So I say it's God because I have no other explanation for it. I knew immediately I wanted to stay with my husband. I didn't question it even for a second, and I still never have. Um, I just didn't know how to do it because everything was broken. Um, I, a lot I, of people say, I, I have to in for one sec because you, you hit on something there that a lot of women, I mean, every woman says it. They're like, the one thing I would never do is I would stick around if he cheated. And how many people have been proven wrong after having said that when there is so much on the line? So when I hear that infidelity is a deal breaker, I'd be gone. I know it's somebody that hasn't been through it because it, and my unique take on that is I never even thought about it once. It never even crossed my mind that it could happen to me, to Eric, to us. I never thought I'm capable of it. You know, we have all the problems that any marriage has, and we did so many things the hard way or the wrong way, but I would never have made that choice, and I never would have thought that he would have made that choice in response to all the heart in marriage. So I never had the benefit of thinking I'd be out. So that wasn't my perspective, and I, I do hear it a lot, and what I realize immediately is not been through it, because if you have a marriage, you have put a lot into it. You have put years, time, money, effort, energy, love. Uh, you might have kids to get, like, none of that's taken into account in that statement. I'd be right. gone. Right. Right. And what do women tell you after reading, reading your words? Because um, it's clear that a lot of people have experienced this. So many. So one of the hardest things, I, I'm saying this all the time about infidelity, the hardest thing. There are so many hard things. It's all hard. There's no way to pick out the hardest. But one of the hardest things was so many people reached out to me before I ever spoke because I didn't start writing about it till a year into our recovery. So in the beginning, when people reached out to me, it was because they heard it on the news. Um, even some of my closest friends 
I tried to text a few of them as I could in real time as it was happening, but it was so overwhelming and so hard that they had to wait a while before I could talk to them in person and, and tell them everything. So they were hearing it on the news and reading it in the paper. And, um, and in the middle of that, I still have people that say, you know what? I saw that and I did not read it. I saw that and I did not watch it. I waited for you. And I, just, I cannot believe that people did that for me. I just think that's one of the most amazing things I've ever heard. Anyway, I had so many friends, so many acquaintances, so many family members, so many acquaintances of acquaintances reach out to me and say, in a Me Too fashion, and say, this happened to Me Too. And it devastated me because I realized very quickly how common it is, how often it occurs. And it did not make me feel any better. It made me feel worse because, I mean, it's the same thing as, you know, the Me Too movement. When another woman steps up and says, I was abused, I was molested, I was harassed, I was assaulted. You don't feel good about that. You don't feel, oh, good, another one. That's not the response. The response is another one. Like, And so I was getting a lot of that. Right. But then what I realized they all had in common is nobody knew about this. Mm-hmm. And they were trusting me to just keep it to myself. But I didn't know that that had been their story. I doubt many people did know that that had been their stories. Too many women are shamed and silenced in this circumstance um, it's just such a taboo it's not talked about and it's crazy because of how often it occurs mm-hmm. and it's still a taboo and not talked about so it occurs it happens I don't really see any way to get it to stop happening but yet we're not allowed to talk about it we're not allowed to work through it we're not allowed to be vocal and we talk about everything we talk about raising kids how hard that is we talk about friendships are hard family's hard but infidelity it's like you can't talk you say this in writing too and there is a point where i think as a woman or as the um sort of scorned party you do do reflecting and you take a moment and you say what could i have done that could have contributed but if you come out of it as you did with a sense of growth or with a sense of purpose like you have with sharing your work uh, it, it it does somehow and this is going to sound so strange but it somehow feels like a good thing which i'm sure the old version of you would have would have never said either, right? Yeah, it's really unbelievable. It's I'll never say I'm grateful for it, for it happening. I'll never say I'm glad he made that choice. I'll never condone it. I'll never excuse it. But what I can say is that I understand it. And for me, that's huge. I'm um, a psychology major, and so I'm fascinated by the human mind and human behavior. And for, for me, that was one of the hardest parts in the beginning is just coming to a level of understanding how... Mm how to do this um and so I worked really hard on that for a long time and and he worked really hard on that with me I would ask him the same questions over and over again how can you do this what were you thinking and he was patient and answered and and never for a second put any blame on me he owned every every choice every action um and that understanding took me to a, a, a better place of healing because I needed to understand it before I could you know, even begin to heal. Um, and I had this strange sensation. So immediately when he told me, I still remember the night. I still remember what it felt like. I still remember what it did inside my body. And I knew I wouldn't, I knew I wanted to stay with him. And I had the sensation of our whole relationship, 20 years, just flashing before my eyes. And I saw everywhere I went wrong. And everything I did to contribute to that weakened state in our marriage, everything I did to, you know, create that gap between us that where another person could fit in and, 
and I've said this out loud before, I've written about it, and I get a few comments um, in the vein of that's so sad that you're blaming yourself. That's so sad that you decided to stay. That's pathetic, actually. And in the beginning, it just infuriated me because I'm worried about all the other women that were reading that comment, those mm -hmm. kind of comments, and I did not want them to um, internalize that. I did not want them to believe what these people were saying because it's just not, it's not the case. I never, I never said that it was my fault. Um, I said, I saw how I contributed to the weakened state of our marriage. So when people comment like that, I know that's them and that's their story that they're speaking. They're responding to my story as they are, not as I am. And so I can let that go pretty quickly. But I worry about all the women that are reading those comments. You mentioned the Me Too movement, but it does seem like um, we are sharing more of our stories than ever, whether it's a story similar to yours of infidelity or whether it's a story of sexual violence or assault, as in with, with the Me Too movement, or if it's just the daily difficulties of parenting, which I know, you know, you have written about those too. Um, I, I want to get your thoughts on this, like, amazing community that's just sort of sprung up online. And it's not just on her beautiful home. It's, it's everywhere. We're, we're really telling our stories. And, and I don't know about you, but I just love that that is the default now. I love that people are sharing. It just, it makes you feel so much less alone. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. That's the only way. I don't know any other way. Um, and like I said, before I started telling the story, I was stuck. I, I healed as much as I could, but it wasn't all the way. Um, you know, we did a year's worth of couples counseling. We um, uh, went back to church, which we had been absent from church for so long. Um, we did all the things that we knew how to do, all the things that we knew we shouldn't um, ignore anymore and um, just kind of save for another time or a later date. Um, but I got stuck in... Um, when I started publishing on Hervey from Home, part of that is um, the backside of that is a writer's group. And it's an amazing place because we all share stories like you're talking about, and they're all so different, and, but they're all the same. And so one of the people that I talk with the most and um, commune with the most is um, a woman, Julianne, who writes on um, contemplating cancer. And her story is about her husband's you know, back pain at, um, around 30 years old that turned into cancer. And, and their struggle through that. And our stories are nothing alike, but somehow the way we think, the way we heal, the way we struggle, the way we write is. And, um, you know, there are women um, who write about, you know, their ongoing um, hard in their husband's continual deployment in the Marine Corps, or there are women that write about divorce or the loss of a child. And they're all so devastating and also common and also necessary to talk about because I don't know any other way to heal. I feel like if we keep it all inside and secret and ashamed in it, there's not going to be no progress in healing. Absolutely. And loving the movement. And I just want some more of it. It's so cool. I think that, you know, when we look back on this, our generation of women as, as parents, we're like the oversharers. It can have its downsides, but so much of our lives are out there thanks to social media. And I, I personally believe that the benefits outweigh the drawbacks. Like you said, it, it is really a balance of what you want, what you choose to put out there and who you're sort of, whose privacy you're trying to respect because a lot of these um, stories have intersecting, you know, the cast of characters is intersecting, right? Just because I share something doesn't mean and other people won't be impacted. But 
you do such a great job in your writing of owning your story, but also respecting the other people sort of that are that are involved. So, I mean, I just, I can't encourage people enough to go check out your stuff, Jody. You're just, you write very raw, very honestly. And um, and thank you so much for taking the time to to chat with us. The blog is utterimperfection.com and quickly tell us where else we can find you on Facebook and everything else. Yeah, Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, all under the same name, Utter Imperfection, Jody Utter. Thank you, Jody, so, so much. And guys, definitely check out and like her page. And um, I will be talking to you soon, I'm sure, Jody. Thank you. Thank you, Sunny. All right, bye. bye.